Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. We are your hosts, Josefa Kapadia and Jasper Rivers. Get paid for your pad. 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 Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Get Paid for Your Pad. Today I have a really interesting guest. Her name is Gabby Wallace and she is an English teacher. So Gabby, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you Jasper, I'm happy to be here. Great, so uh, we're in Ho Chi Minh City right now. We're staying in the same house and uh, it's been really fun hanging out and helping each other with our, uh, with our businesses. So it's been good times. Absolutely, yeah. So Gabby, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, sure. Well, before Ho Chi Minh, I was living in Tokyo, um, and I was able to host a little bit on Airbnb. That's how we kind of got talking about Airbnb. Um, I came out here to Ho Chi Minh uh, about two months ago, and I've been working on my online business, uh, teaching English and also helping people to make their own online courses like I do for English uh, learners. Mm-hmm. So is English teaching something that you've, you've done for a very long time? Yes, I've been teaching English for over 10 years. I just love languages and so I kind of just fell into teaching because I like helping people learn languages, I like to travel, I like to meet people from different countries. So it's been really enjoyable. But the thing is I wanted a job that would allow me to travel mm-hmm. so that I could immerse myself in different languages and see the world. and. So to do that, I knew you know, I needed to build my online business. And actually, part of the way that I did that was kind of funding through Airbnb. So um, it's been really uh, a helpful connection that way. Right. Yeah. And so if, if you teach English, how does, how, what does that job typically look like? You, you mm-hmm. go to a foreign country for a couple months, teach at a school, and then, and then go somewhere else? Or how does that work in terms of traveling? Yeah, actually, teaching English as a second language is a good job for living abroad, like in certain places. So like I lived for three years in Japan. Japan is a good place to go if you're an English teacher. There's a lot of jobs. And other places like China or in the Middle East, those are kind of the hot spots for English teaching. But you usually have to take a year or two years or even in some cases three or four year contract. So it's a lot of commitment in one place. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's, it's good in some ways. Like you get to connect with your students face to face in the classroom, you really get to know them well. Um, but on the other hand, you know, you don't have as much freedom as like bouncing around from place to place every month or two months, which mm-hmm. is kind of what I like to do. Right. Yeah. And so, how did you find out about Airbnb? Oh my goodness, how did I first find out about it? I think I was looking for a place to stay. I, like I mentioned I love to travel and I was going down to Rio, Rio de Janeiro in Brazil in I think 2012-ish and I was looking for a place to stay with a couple female friends of mine and 
um, I just I asked around, hey, does anybody know a cheap place to stay in Rio because it's getting expensive? And someone, a friend of mine, mentioned, oh, do you know about Airbnb? I was like, oh, what is that? You know. And then I got online and looked at it, and I ended up finding a nice little um, studio apartment for us to rent. And you know, I wasn't sure at first about the whole idea of like renting from another person, like what's it gonna be like? Is it gonna be professional? And I had my worries because you know, whenever you're doing something for the first time. Like, what is this going to be like? But mm -hmm. it seemed like a really good way to um, kind of connect with a local and also to get an affordable place to stay in a good location. And yeah, I thought, why not? So that's how I found out about it. And also the first time I stayed uh, through Airbnb was that time. Right. And so you used it first uh, during your travels? Exactly. As a guest. Right. And then you had a pretty good experience? Yeah, I had a great experience. Um The hosts, that time and other times, I also stayed again in Brazil a few years later with another host. They've always been really communicative mm -hmm. and helpful. Um, like if there was something we had a question about or um, I remember what I had a question about the first time. I think uh, I just didn't know how, you know, how the AC worked or something, you know, and they were really responsive. So mm -hmm. I would say in general, hosts are super helpful. You know, they're there to... Um, make sure that you have a good stay and you know of course they probably want the good review but I think a lot of people genuinely want to help out other travelers right yeah, yeah I think so too so um, when did you start hosting I started hosting last year when I was living in Japan so I was just lucky to have the opportunity to have this huge two-bedroom apartment in Tokyo like right in the middle of Tokyo very nice location And it was just me living there. So I was thinking, wow, what should I do with this space? And I remembered Airbnb. And so I put up a listing and I didn't really know what to expect, but uh, slowly, you know, the, the request to stay kind of trickled in. And I remember the fall was quite busy and then I got um, a couple guests in the, the early, uh, well, winter or spring. So yeah, um, started last year and it was, it was great. And you were renting out the spare room the second bedroom right so at first I actually was renting out the whole apartment I just felt like maybe people would be more comfortable renting out the whole place and honestly I was a little nervous about hosting I didn't know how to play host and mm -hmm. just thought, okay I'll let them rent out the whole place and uh, what I would do is either stay with my best friend or use it as an opportunity to go see another city in Japan right so it was perfect because like if I wanted to go take the weekend and go to Nikko which is a city about an hour or two north of Tokyo beautiful touristic city you know while I was away from my apartment someone could stay there I was doing my touristic adventures and getting paid in the meantime so it covered my travel costs mm -hmm. if not more right yeah You know, it's funny that you mentioned um, staying with friends while you rent out your own place. <laughs> you know, I, I used to do this uh, sometimes too, because, mm. you know, when I would be in Amsterdam, yeah. I'd be staying in my own house. Mm. But at some point I was thinking, well, I'm kind of like missing out on, you know, like $200, $250 a night by staying wow. in my own place. Right. So then I thought, well, what if I just keep it open and if somebody books it, I just crash with my buddy, right? Exactly. So then at some point my friend was saying like, well, this is... 
you know, this is this is fun for you, huh? Like uh, you're, you're making all this money and then you stay in my place. Well, I actually had an agreement with my friend. She also started to host on Airbnb after I showed her kind of how it was working well for me. And so we just had that agreement. Like if right. someone wanted to book her place, she could stay at my place and mm -hmm. uh, back and forth. So, you know, if you have a good friend who will help you out, it's kind of yeah. a really good way to do it. Absolutely. And that's, that's a really smart way to do it. Mm -hmm. You find somebody and then convince that person to, you know, to list their house as well, and then you can discuss with each other. Yeah. I ended up just paying some groceries for my friend. <laughs> oh, well, that's considerate. That's nice, too. Um, after I did that, though, I started to rent out the extra room while I was staying there. And I was, I was comfortable with that after, you know, a few times of renting out my whole place. I figured out, you know, Airbnb guests are not weirdos. They're just like me, you know? Right. And I actually had a great time because I had... These interesting people uh, come through, and and I ended up being friends mm -hmm. with a couple of them even after the fact. So right. I just like I can't speak highly enough of it. It was a really good experience. On a side note, uh, going back to um, to staying somewhere for free while you rent yeah. out your place, yeah. I know there's this website. I think it's called Let Me Stay with You for Free while I rent out my house on Airbnb.com. That's or a really, really long URL. Yeah. I'll look it up and uh, I'll put it in the show notes for, yeah. for people if they want to check it out because it's, wow. it's literally like people who are saying, hey, you know, if you rent out your place and yeah. you need a place to crash, you can come sleep in my place. You know? Right. But it's pretty cool. Or even like if you know locally a place that's cheaper to stay, like, mm -hmm. you know, if I had a, a big booking, I would have been willing to stay, you know, in a hostel or something yeah. for a few nights. Um, yeah. And that's, you know, something you can think about. Totally. Totally. Like, um, I've done the same thing as well, where I just like book a cheap hotel or something, you know. Yeah. And um, on, on that note, uh, the the co-host of the show, Josefa Capadia himself, he has a really cool thing where he lists his place, and then if it gets rented in the weekends, he uh, he goes to Vegas. Oh my gosh, that is amazing! So I that, love it. Right? Yeah. It's, and then um, and then he wants to spend. Exactly the amount of money that he makes on his on his house yeah. in Vegas, so it's like a zero sum game. That is excellent. So, so that's smart. cool, you know. There's a lot of different ways how you can use Airbnb. Absolutely, if you're creative. And I mentioned uh, some of the money that came in during the few months that I was uh, doing or hosting Airbnb in Tokyo helped to you know fund my uh, my online business to kind of invest in my right. in my own uh, venture mm -hmm. uh, online. So. I think you can you can think of the the money that comes in in a lot of different ways. It could fund your own travels. It could fund you know your startup business. Um, it could mm -hmm. just be some extra grocery money. I don't know. Absolutely, it's uh, I've actually we had a, a few people on the on the show before who were doing startups, mm. you know, and they were using Airbnb to sort of get by because they didn't have an income. Right. Yeah, like I had a new website designed uh, in January. And uh, it was just about equal to what I made on Airbnb. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. What's the website? Uh, LaptopTeacher.com. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, people can uh, can go and check that out if you mm -hmm. want to be an English teacher. Yeah. Right? Or if you <laughs> want to teach anything online, it's really about um, you know taking your skills or expertise and creating a course. Mm -hmm. You could be a language teacher, like like I've been for a few years, or you could be teaching other topics. Um, which is how to teach online and kind of have the travel lifestyle. Mm -hmm. yeah. Very cool. So, um, so let's talk a little bit more about your about your listing and your and your experience. Yeah. 
Um, so are you you're still hosting now or? No, so actually when I left Tokyo, I gave up my apartment, sadly. Mm -hmm. It was a really nice apartment. Uh, but when I came here to Vietnam, I had to leave it. And so now, you know, I'm just, uh, I, I don't have a place to rent out. Really. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I would definitely do it again. Mm -hmm. yeah. So what's, uh, what, what were some of the most interesting guests that you had in your house? Well, I had, well, everyone was interesting in their own way. But I would say one guest um, was really interesting because he was on a business trip and um, he was Muslim. So he was interested in, in visiting the local mosque. I didn't even know in Tokyo there was a huge mosque. <laughs> so he really opened up my eyes to another uh, kind of subculture in mm -hmm. Tokyo. And I actually went with him to the mosque to explore it. And so it was really interesting, like, as the host, you're supposed to kind of show people around your city or give them information. Uh, and here he was coming and, you know, showing me around Tokyo. Right. And that happened with another guest, actually. Um, a guy from the UK came through, and he was really interested in cafes and I love coffee myself so he gave me some information about the local cafe scene in Tokyo awesome yeah you know and I helped out with the things that I knew like how to get around on the subway but you know each guest kind of brings their own interests and I don't know it can just open up your eyes to your own city absolutely I yeah never so, expected that yeah I had the same uh, similar experience in Amsterdam where I had some people staying who, who came for a certain conference, and I didn't even know the conference existed. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it's it's uh, it's interesting how it can also be a way to learn more about your own city. Absolutely, yeah. So um, do you have any any bad experiences? Because you know a lot of people who uh, when they start hosting, you're often concerned. You know, they yeah. think, well, what if what if the guests will destroy my place or right. steal my stuff or you know? No, I never had that kind of experience. Um, I would just say a couple of things like. Um, I remember my laundry machine in Tokyo was really noisy, but I didn't realize it because I had gotten used to it. Right. And so the little things like that, you might have forgotten how it was when you first got to your apartment. And I remember the first day my apartment, thought, wow, it's really noisy, but I got used to it. But just remember that your guests might not be used to something like that. And mm -hmm. so, you know, little things like, you know, if they wanted to do laundry, I would say, you should probably do it in the morning, not at night or something. Right. Um, and then, yeah, like with, if, if you don't own your space, just maybe check with your landlord to make sure if they're okay with it. Did you, um, did you check with your landlord? Um, I actually did not. So I got <laughs> in a little trouble. <laughs> That's why I mentioned this as kind of a uh, caveat to, to check with your landlord or housing manager or whoever. Um, yeah, because I actually sort of got in trouble with my landlord and, uh, yeah, I would just say watch out. I won't go into specifics, well, but... That sounds yeah. like an interesting story. I'd like to hear that. Sure. Okay. <laughs> well, um, I'm trying to think, you know, I have no idea actually how the landlord found out because I wasn't really, you know, I wasn't uh, making a lot of noise about it or anything, but, you know, they approached me one day and they said, well, have you been, you know, subletting your place. And I was completely honest. I said, yeah, you know, I've been having people come through. And um, they kind of knew because other people have been doing um, things like couch surfing or like free, you know, stay at my place kind of things. Mm -hmm. um, so I thought, okay, well, if they're doing that, then I can probably do Airbnb, no problem, you know. And, right. and a lot of things 
sometimes I feel like a lot of things are like, uh, they're understood like they're okay in practice, but they may, may not be okay on paper. Right. Like your lease says X, but everybody in the building does Y mm -hmm. and Z, right. <laughs> and, you know. Yeah. So that's kind of what was happening. Uh, I was just going along with kind of the unspoken rules, mm -hmm. but then they got me on the written rules and they said, you know, this is really not acceptable. You can't be subletting. And it ended up that um, I had to leave the apartments the next month. So I, mean, I could have thought to stay there and, you know, apologize profusely, but I just thought, you know, that's not for me. I want to live in a place where I'm free to host people. Mm -hmm. I want to live in a place where I feel free to have my friends and family stay too, because there was right. kind of a, a strange rule about that. So I just thought, you know, okay, I'll part ways, no problem. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the story. Yeah, I think this is really relevant uh, to a lot of people's situation because yeah. most people rent their places. And so, you know, I, I think when you look at the leases, it will always say something like you're not allowed to, to do X, Y, Z, right? Because there's no downside to the to the owner to, exactly. to make those rules, right? Right. I mean, he can, you know, even if the rules are there, he can still allow it, yeah. right? And so I think uh, I think a lot of people are dealing with, with similar uh, situations where, you know, technically you're not really allowed to do what you're doing. Right. But, you know, at some point it's also... You, you have friends over who are staying sometimes. Exactly. What's the difference if you have some people staying over who are paying, right? right. It's, like, it's not a big sort of difference. So mm -hmm. I think depending on how much you do it, like, yeah. you know, it, it, it kind of depends on the situation, whether you want to talk to your landlord, I guess. Right. Um, but I think, yeah, the worst thing that can happen is, is obviously that you, you get kicked out or... Maybe you could have stayed if you, if you really was, would have bought it. It was the worst, but at the same time, the best thing. And I'll explain that a little bit because, um, like I said, I just it didn't fit my personality. That, that kind of management, that kind of building didn't fit my lifestyle that I wanted, which is to mm -hmm. have guests and to host people. So in a way, kind of being forced out of that situation was a good thing. Right. And it also kind of gave me a push to start my traveling lifestyle because I was really based in Tokyo and I was kind of planning to stay there another you know at least six months or so mm -hmm. but to be honest it was like a blessing in disguise that I kind of had to leave the nest so to speak right. <laughs> so you know I, I believe whatever happens can be a good thing depending on how you look at it mm -hmm. uh, absolutely and well that's good that you you know you took something positive from from a situation that most people will consider <laughs> being a bad situation. Yeah, right? yeah. But coming back to the uh, you know, to the to the rules and the and the regulations, etc. for the, you know, I know I've spoken to a lot of people who are considering hosting and that's mm. usually the first question they have. It's like, how do I deal with my landlord? Do I tell mm. him or not? And what about the rules, etc. And um, you know, I think I think you gotta ask yourself, what if the worst happens? You know, what right. if uh, I get in trouble, like I do it, and, and, and the landlord finds out, and I get evicted. How does that change my personal situation? Right? Mm -hmm. Like in your case, it was it wasn't as bad, you know. It sounds, right. but uh, you know, other people might have, uh, you know, more more issues. Oh yeah, it, of course. So. Oh yeah, if you have, um, let's see, you have a family, you know, you're not gonna want to like just get kicked out of your apartment, right. and yeah, it could be really much more difficult. Um, right. The other situations I've, I've heard about, 
where people go to the trouble, mm -hmm. they would usually get a warning first. Right, that would be logical. Yeah. <laughs> and so and so if you get a warning, then it's easy, you know, and then there's no yeah. little downside to just, just yeah. trying it. Take and, your and, listing and, off, you don't lose anything. Yeah, exactly. So you know, that's a that's that's a situation where there's not a lot of downside to just trying it. And you know, they say often it's it's better to ask for permission. No, no, it's better to ask, ask for, for forgiveness. Forgiveness instead of permission, right? Because right. otherwise, you can't never do anything. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I, I would, I would agree with that. I think it, it, like every situation is different. It depends on your relationship with your landlord. It depends on the type of building or house that you live in. Yeah. Or whatever. I mean, I've seen people rent out shacks and boats and sheds and like all kinds of different structures, you know. Castles, tree yeah. houses, TVs, dance studios. Clothes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can go pretty crazy. You know in Amsterdam there's a there's a plane that you can rent. This is really cool. That's so cool. It's the Airbnb collaborated with the KLM, the national uh, the Dutch airline. Wow. And uh, and so there's they completely redesigned a whole airplane and, and build it build an apartment inside. Oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. Right? Like, what a unique place to stay. Like yeah. only through Airbnb, right? <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, there's a lot of really cool unique places. I remember when I visited the uh, the Airbnb office they have some really amazing listings on display where they nice. actually built, you know, like a like a model of, 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 the, of the house or whatever the space oh. was that was rented out. So I remember looking at these uh, these sort of these models and, and there were some really cool ones. I remember also when I went to Amsterdam, I saw that there were some boats where you could, you know, sleep on the, would you say the river, the dam, or on, yeah, on the, the water? The canal, canals. thank you. Yeah, yeah on the canals. Um, that looked really interesting, really special. But they went really fast, so I couldn't get one. Yeah, those are really, really popular. Yeah. So there's something about sleeping on a, on a boat, right? Totally, <laughs> yes. I want a boat, that's what everyone wants to say. Yeah. And there's a lot of uh, houseboats in Amsterdam, so I'm sure there's a lot of people who uh, have taken the opportunity to, to list them on, on Airbnb. Yeah. I'm sure you can get pretty good, uh, pretty good rates for oh, these yeah. ones. <laughs> yeah, for sure. The demand yeah. is there. So um, do you have any, any advice for, for other hosts or for people who are thinking about hosting based on, based on your experience? Yeah, you know, like we were saying with the rules and regulations, just Feel out the situation and do what you're comfortable with doing, you know, considering worst case scenario, what could happen. Um, think about your listing and the experience from the viewpoint of your guests, you know, like the little things that might drive them crazy that you've gotten used to. Right. Uh, how can you improve that for them? And then just be really open-minded and, um, you know, realize that guests are just people too, like you, you know, and... Who knows? You might learn something about your city or make a new friend and it could be a cool experience, you know? Or you just have some someone stay with you and it's an Airbnb kind of connection and that's it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Gabby, uh, can you tell our listeners where they can find out more information about you and your products? Absolutely, yeah. I would say for your audience of people who might be interested in, you know, traveling um, or, you know, traveler lifestyle, that laptopteacher.com is the place to go. Um, you can find you know, resources for working online, making your own courses, that kind of thing. Um, if you happen to be learning English, which is my, my older project, you can find me at Go Natural English online. A lot of different 
you know, there's website, YouTube, podcast, all kinds of things. Just Google Go Natural English. Right, and I've looked at the YouTube channel. There's some some really cool videos oh, thank on you. there, and I thought my English was pretty good, but I've, I've learned <laughs> I've learned quite a bit from uh, from taking your uh, your Udemy course. Ah, you're too kind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, on Udemy as well. I'll be adding a, a new course about uh, teaching online as well soon. Exactly, and that uh, you know, me and Gabby have been talking a lot about Udemy because I have also yes. launched a course on Airbnb hosting, of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah, so, it's really uh, good. I actually I took a look at Jasper's course and, and it was really helpful. You know, I'd already hosted, but I learned more. And I think it just helps with your confidence too, because hosting on Airbnb is such a kind of a foreign concept for most people. You don't just usually wake up and say, I'm going to run a, a bed and breakfast out of my apartment. So yeah. it gives you more confidence to know like, this is how other people do it, this is kind of the way it's done. So, yeah. Awesome, yeah, and I've uh, improved some of the uh, some of the videos recently based on some feedback from people. So, if you uh, if you want to check out the video course, uh, it's on it's on sale right now for twenty seven dollars. Normally it's forty seven, and the video includes um, pretty much everything you need to know uh, for for Airbnb hosting, as well as some some cool bonuses, a membership to the uh, Airbnb Academy Facebook group, where we have uh, really active conversations about Airbnb hosting with uh, almost 100 members. And also you get my personal guidebook that you can sort of copy and create your own, which is really helpful for, uh, for guests. I get a lot of good feedback uh, from my guests about it. So um, it includes some other things as well. So go ahead and check it out on uh, at getpaidforyourpad.com. You can, you can get it for $27 and I'd love to uh, hear your thoughts. So if you do take the course, please let me know what you think. And I'm very happy to uh, to help you with uh, with any anything you uh, you need with relating to your uh, Airbnb listing. So with that, uh, this is uh, the end of the episode. So Gabby, thank you very much. Thank for, you. For it's a today. pleasure. I've actually prepared a special page for your audience at laptopteacher.com/airbnb. Awesome. And if you come over there, you'll find you can get a free five video course to show you how to get started with your own course online, how to make money teaching online. Awesome. So yeah. everybody uh, go ahead, check that out. And I'll put the link in the show notes. And uh, well, thank you so much, Gabby, yeah. for, for this offer. My pleasure. And uh, it's been uh, fun talking to you. Yeah, uh, my pleasure. And uh, for all the listeners, thank you for listening. And we'll be back with another episode next week on Monday. Yeah.